0: Big Joe and Carl Carrefell here on the JK podcast. What's happening? What's up, guys? To start uh, things off, as we usually do, with our uh, usual kind of uh, it tends to be uh, on the lighter side of things uh, with these beginning clips. And uh, even uh, my co host uh, doesn't know what this clip is yet, so no clue. So here we go to start things off here with a little Braun Strowman uh, reading. The part from Juno, where if you've seen that movie at all, it is when she tells her parents that she is pregnant. Oh. So this is Braun Strowman. So here we go. Enjoy.
1: WWE superstar Braun Strowman reading as Juno.
2: Dude, I think it's best to just tell him. <sighs> I'm pregnant. You're pregnant, I'm so sorry, guys. And if
1: it is any consolation, I have, have heartburn that is... that's
2: like radiating down my kneecaps, and I haven't taken a dump since Wednesday morning. I didn't even know you were sexually active. Who is the kid? The baby? I don't know anything about it yet. I only know it's got fingernails.
1: No, I I mean, who is the father, Juno? Well, it's Paulie Bleeker.
2: Paulie Bleeker? what? You're thinking about adoption? Yeah, well, there's a, this couple who I've been trying to have a baby for five years. That is a tough, tough thing to do. It's probably tougher than you can understand right now. Well, I'm not ready to be a mom.
1: Well, I thought you were the kind of girl who knew when to say when. I don't even know what kind of girl
2: I am. <laughs> you, sir. No problem.
0: So there we go with, uh... The mountain among men, Braun Strowman,
1: a bit of a lighter side there to him. It's the monster among men, is how it goes. Uh, was but uh, honestly, <laughs> uh, this this uh, this site that did this. Yep. Um, Turn that off. Thank you. <laughs>
0: YouTube, you suck when it comes to. I, I had autoplay turned off, and
1: uh, and it still autoplayed. Chrome
0: the did next. some kind of update, and uh, it disabled that feature. So yeah,
1: yeah. Well, anyways, yes. that site that did that. Um, I honestly hope that they get more superstars to kind of <laughs> do something like that, um, or even see longer versions of uh, readings being done. absolutely. Uh, I mean, we see it all the time with, like, William Shatner and, you know, <laughs> yes. you know, d- different celebrities like that. But, Christopher Walken. Yeah, Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, for us, it, who are, you know, fans of the wrestling world,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think it would be pretty awesome to see more WWE superstars doing that. Now, I don't want the typicals. I don't want, like, the John Cena and yeah, The yeah. Rock and we've stuff like that. that, right? Yeah. We definitely, we've seen enough of that. Brig Braun Strowman, Dean Ambrose, um, uh, Sasha Banks, yes, uh, you know, like these kind of off ones mm-hmm. that you know are in the mainstream but not in the mainstream. Yeah.
0: The ones that you might not necessarily expect to have like a sense of humor, a bit of a lighter side too. Yeah, and so uh, that, I think that's uh, the other fun stuff for me, anyways, when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, uh, so yeah, uh, turnbuckle talk here this week. Um, before, again. Before we yeah, again, before we get to uh you know the main you know wrestling discussion, uh hard to avoid this uh topic, so we'll go ahead and we'll mention it. Uh the uh Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight happened this Saturday.
1: The only good thing about that, Mauro Ronallo.
0: Yep. And the fact that uh neither of us paid a hundred dollars to see a ten round fight that was stopped early.
1: Yeah, just I my mean, opinion honestly, just my opinion. Mm-hmm yeah those there may not agree with me but uh yeah. I've really only seen the ending yeah. um I tried I was working that night so I really didn't have the time or opportunity to be able to see the fights live as they happened yep um but I was able to catch the ending of it and <sighs> boxing just like professional wrestling yep. is predetermined. It really, I'm telling you.
0: It feels like it, doesn't it? It uh, does.
1: That ending, it 100% feels like it was predetermined. Yeah, no,
0: absolutely. And, um, you know, the fact that it took, you know, one of the best boxers, or probably technically the best box in the world, right now, undefeated uh, at 49. I think it was 49 and 0 oh, before stepping into the ring with, uh, with Connor. Um took 10 rounds to finish him. You know, so it it does say a lot about uh, Connor, but you know, at the same time, you know, it's like uh, it it felt uh, I won't say, I won't say fake, you know the the dreaded use uh, word that some people use, but uh, it didn't felt really
1: almost staged. It did. It really, really, yeah. Did. Yeah, really yeah I mean, just the way that they were both kind of working in 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 the boxing ring, like uh, slower paced and stuff like that, and then yep. you get a couple of good shots in and stuff like that, you know, and, and, and to, to kind of a, a little bit more on what you said there, right, mm-hmm. like 49-0, and 0, right? And I believe, uh, who was it, Manny Pacquiao? I believe, that mm-hmm. Floyd Mayweather had a fight with, yep. and it only went like five or six rounds? Yeah. Now you got two of the best boxers in the world. That's not
0: suspicious at all.
1: Yeah, and then somebody who is an MMA fighter who really doesn't have any type of boxing background comes in, and it's 10 rounds. Something seems a little odd there to me. It really does, you know. And, um,
0: you know, my main beef, and I kind of voiced it uh, in the Facebook posting that I did, um, that, um, you know, I really felt that, you know, this whole... That they really overhyped it too much, you know, and especially Connor going way over the top, like almost going like WWE style, and like just so much of it and so over the top that, you know, hyped it up, hyped it up so much, him talking so much smack, and then to you know to lose that way, I yeah, just uh, you really make you just make him you look like a chump, right? So you, you talk all this crap, talk all this crap, all this crap, I can destroy you, and then when you, you lose, then you look like an idiot. True, you know, where, whereas you know. <laughs> Whether just kind of just staying calm, cool, and collected, you know, and peck them apart, and then, you know,
1: it's very true. I do have to say, though, I do give a little bit of a um, good word for Conor McGregor after that match. Uh, he, he really seemed humbled <laughs> and yeah. not given the after party that he threw for himself. Yeah. <laughs> but during everything, he really seemed humbled. And I actually watched a, you know, a couple of different interviews that were done with him after the fight. And he really was just like, so things happened. I think it was stopped early, whatever. I think it could have gone to 12 rounds. I was trying to pick him apart. I had a game plan. But this is what happened and mm. can't do anything about it kind of thing, right? Yeah. And he He just seemed very calm at that point there wasn't any of the boisterous Connor mcgregor that we've really seen leading up to this fight it was
0: very uh, kind of like a, an abrupt transition there like going from being so over the top you know crossing over to asshole territory you know with this hyping uh, they did this whole tour and everything and then at the end you know to get your ass handed to you and then you're like oh we're all real cool now
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it like seems that. very WWE-ish. Doubly even
0: Vince can't write a story like that folks. Like, oh, well, maybe he can.
1: No, I don't think Vince could have. Triple Vince, H, though. Maybe Vince Russo? No. I think Triple H could have written something that good. Yeah, but, maybe. honestly, I, I it, it, it was good. I mean, for the way that everything was hyped up, the way that Conor McGregor was out there running his mouth, you know it, it it was typical entertainment mm-hmm. which good yeah. because I, I honestly i think boxing in the boxing world is something that it's really uh, kind of gone by the wayside you know in in recent years and for yeah. something like this to happen where there's so much hype and so much build up and so much just uh awe and a aura around it right yeah. to kind of come into this and go okay now this is the Biggest fight of the century that's going on, yeah. and then for them to put on a decent show going 10 rounds,
2: mm-hmm.
1: have a little bit of controversy in there come the ending, yeah. and then humbleness at the end as well. It was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Will we actually see a rise again in boxing? I don't know, but I think that might be something that they were trying to do.
0: Yeah, you, you can definitely tell that, uh, you know, Dana. You know, it tries to take a uh, a page from you know the professional uh, wrestling playbook when it comes to you know promos and stuff like that. But I, I think that you know, just it, it gets a little too far, you know, because you know a lot of it isn't censored. You know, just a lot of times it just becomes just a li- maybe a little too much. You
1: know, sometimes, right. yeah.
0: And, and funny that that I actually kind of mentioned because actually the, the site that I'm using uh, most of the time to, to kind of reference uh, off of. Uh, I had mentioned the word Vince Russo. And there's actually a very uh, unflattering picture of uh, Mr. Russo and above the the title uh, saying the biggest character flops in wrestling. Oh. (laughs) You can almost argue that that would apply to Mr. Russo himself. (sighs) Honestly, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. I don't know him personally, but uh, uh, did some cool stuff, but at the same time made some really funky decisions that uh, are forever etched in our memory when it comes to professional wrestling, mainly during the WCW days.
1: Oh, yes. so And, I mean, I, I really know him unprofessionally, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I would have to agree. Yes. So uh,
0: getting more into the kind of the more wrestling-oriented stuff here, uh, Mayon Classic finally showing up on the uh, WWE Network. First yeah. four episodes. Yeah, the the first. I guess uh, that would be the the first entire first round.
1: Yes, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, so
0: yeah, some good stuff. Finally, that uh, uh, being on there, you know, despite us already kind of knowing the result, which is still deep down, kind of really bothers me the fact that so much of it got leaked out beforehand, and I really wish that they could have found a way to uh, air life. live.
1: Yeah, me too. Honestly, I wish that they really could have, but. Yep. I mean, we go with what we were given, right? I mean, even true. though we know kind of what's happened and what's going on, um, shouldn't let that deter us from mm-hmm. actually watching. And I mean, I I was able to kind of watch the uh, a little bit of the first one. You're looking at about 45 minutes in episode, so yep. give me... <sighs> him.
0: Pardon me, sorry. That was uh, not one of your usual sneezes. <sighs> no. Yeah, definitely those guys the mine.
1: I was trying to uh, hold that one in for <laughs> Good job. a little bit, and it yeah. hurt, actually.
0: <laughs> you, know, you got to be careful when you do that, because if you hold it in too much, it just might end up sneaking out the other end there. <sighs> just
1: saying. <laughs> it, it could. It could. Yeah. Thankfully, because, this one didn't. It just kind of hurt my chest yeah. a little bit, but that's a, yeah. that's a sneeze for you. Yeah.
0: Because uh, you know, then you might wrench into the territory uh, do something that uh, happened to me a couple times where you end up sneezing and farting at the same time, and that
1: hurts, folks, if you haven't done it yourself. Better to sneeze and fart than to sneeze and shart.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that Mayon Classic first round. Um, I got a chance to watch the first episode. Definitely some uh, some good stuff there. Her friend Jazzy in that very first episode. So I uh, don't want to necessarily spoil it for those who haven't watched it yet. But uh, let's just say
1: that... Um,
0: but the best way I can say it is that uh, she got over with the crowd people
1: right away. She was actually the... Um I guess you could say "quote unquote" the main event of that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they, she was uh, the last match on that on that episode on that showing. Yep. Um, I did watch that one. That's probably the only one that I've actually watched <laughs> so far. Yeah. Um, just because it's our friend, yep. and I wanted to see you know how things went and how she did. Um, I was very surprised at the way that both of them were able to work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, for two people who, to my understanding, have never really worked together too, too much before. Yeah. Um, to see that the way that they they worked together in the ring was, was actually very, very nice to see. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For sure.
0: All right. Uh, so kind of... Uh, what else can we uh, kind of mention that uh, kind of stands out to me? Uh, let's see. We mentioned uh, Adam Cole getting into the uh, uh, into NXT. Now uh, we'll see if there's any more kind of uh, signings. Uh, actually, it looks like uh, there's an article here uh, talking about some other signings. I'm wondering if they're going to mention uh, one that uh, I'm hoping that they are going to. Uh, you might not even be aware of. I don't see it on there. I can't think of the guy's name right now. It's bugging me.
1: It's bugging me that you don't know. Yeah, because... You're I, the one that's, like, hosting this show. I know, and, and I, you and don't I, know.
0: I researched it ahead of time, and it's, like, it's escaping my mind. It's uh, oh. so a Ring of uh, Honor uh, uh, guy. Um, when I think of it, I'll think of it. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's bugging me that I can't think of it now. I was hoping it was going to show up in that uh, article that I was just mentioning, but... Uh, Unfortunately not, but as soon as it uh, comes to me, I'll definitely... Was it Jay Lethal? It was not. Oh. But uh, uh, at the risk of sounding racist, uh, this guy is also
1: black. Okay. I don't know if that helps you at all. (laughs) Um, And in Ring of Honor? Yeah. Was it Cheeseburger?
0: Cheeseburger. I don't know who that is.
1: Oh. (laughs) What? How do you not know Cheeseburger? I believe the the guy's first first name starts with I. With I? Yes. That, That probably doesn't help you at all. No.
0: Um... Let me, uh, l- l- let's use our, our good friend Google here to see about uh, recent WWE signings.
1: Doing this a recent WWE signings from ROH. From
0: Ring of Honor.
1: Yeah. It starts with an
0: I. Mm-hmm. Leo, oh, sorry, I, I, it starts with an Oh, M. Leo Rush. And Leo Rush. Yes. yes the newest uh, signing from uh, Ring of Honor to... WWE, I'm assuming, going to NXT. Did I not show you that? I'm not sure if you did or not. I think I
1: did. And the only reason why, and I I have to mention this, because this is Mm -hmm. probably my all-time forever, when I'm young, girl crush, everything, (laughs) honestly. Yeah. Um, Leo Rush was in photos with Danielle Fishel. Or as everybody may know her... Yep. Topanga from Ooh. Boy Meets World. Wow, that was like your big crush. Oh, yeah. In, in oh, yeah. School. I s- still, yeah. still, honestly, still. Oh, um, but yeah, she was at different shows, um, indie mm-hmm. shows, and I believe a Ring of Honor show where Leo Rush was there. And she's a fan of Leo Rush. Mm-hmm. So when finding out that Leo Rush was actually signed, I believe I may have shown you and shown you pictures of, look, it's it's Danielle Fischel with Leo Rush who just got signed.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? But yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's awesome. I'm very, very happy about that. Yeah. Um, honestly, I hope that he's going to be used in the proper way and not just kind of thrown into 205 Live as a cruiserweight and left there. Because this guy... Has so much potential and can work so damn good. Well, that's the
0: big uh, concern with a lot of these guys being brought over is: are they going to be used well? You know, even with some returning people, like say Mister Sheldon Benjamin recently coming back. Yeah. Uh, you know, time will tell if maybe this is another one of Kurt Angle's uh, illegitimate children. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, maybe they'll <laughs> play some stupid angle like that. That would be hilarious and ridiculous all at the same time. But uh, interesting to see him back as well. Uh, so Bound, you know, next time they do one of those big ladder match kind of styles, or style of matches, uh, we know that he's a big-time high spot artist. So yes. So let likes to go for a lot of these big risky spots that other uh, people tend to go, eh, you go ahead, buddy.
1: <laughs> so while we're on this topic of, of people not being used properly, this is probably the biggest one that's really being thrown around right now. Um, and it, it revolves around somebody... One person who's returned and one person who is new oh. to the WWE. And I want your thoughts on this, Joe. Sure. Um, give me your thoughts on if you feel the WWE has properly used Mike Bennett and Maria Kanellis Bennett.
2: Mm,
0: that's a tough one because they just they haven't had much time. You know, They, they, they came in with a nice kind of a surprise. Yep. And it's like th- then that, that happened and they went, uh, so what do we do now? it's, it's, it's yeah. almost like they, they they went with it and then it's like they just forgot you that's know? yeah you know what that's, that's kind of the,
1: the same feeling that I have is that you know they kind of brought them in and they're like hey this is this is your guys you take this take this yeah. whole like tunnel of love vision thing yeah. run with it which they've been doing they've been doing it amazingly because mm-hmm. that that's something that they were doing um, in the different promotions that they worked for before mm-hmm. right Now, to come to the WWE and bring that to the WWE universe, I think, honestly, for myself, it got over just because I'm I'm a fan of Mike Bennett and I, you know, and Maria, she's gorgeous as always. Right. So to have those two who have come in with kind of this new kind of style thing that's going on. um but I don't think that the WWE has really given them enough time to no. really hone everything or even really put Mike Bennett into, into really enough matches for the WWE Universe to get behind them. With that being said, there's another superstar, again, who is kind of shuffled to the, to the mid-card status, who really I don't think should be. And for myself personally, I think a matchup and a f- feud between... Mike Bennett and Dolph Ziggler hmm. would really help both of them flourish yeah. to top stars once again. Cuz Ziggler's kind
0: of been slumping and not being used much lately himself.
1: Yeah. very true. Yeah. And and it's it, it's just weird because he is such a damn good worker. Mm-hmm. He's good on the mic, yep. he's good in the ring. He's he's got just he's got Everything that's needed to be a top tier WWE star, but they've really, again, not allowed things mm. to really happen. I figure, Um it's just it's it's very weird that they would be doing stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and it's just it's like there's there's times where it just it feels like they just forget about stuff. Like I mean. You know, maybe not really necessarily a relevant uh, comparison, but I mean, even Vince, as far as forgetting that Lou Gallows used to be, you know, Festus, formerly in the company, like that, that, yeah. was, that was a legitimate thing. Vince did not remember who he was. Yes, like that's how sometimes how out of the touch he gets on
1: some of the stuff. Right. So uh, whether which was he, hilarious to hear that Vince I didn't know. Right? know. <laughs> it's like, oh, that guy. Right. Hmm. Yeah. But again that that kind of goes to show you that something that that works in the WWE or something that that because because Jesse and Festus they 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 were over like they were over with the crowd people loved it yeah. they loved that Festus would go into the ring and as soon like it, all kind of mentally challenged it was kind of aloof kind of a character right? yeah, yeah. And, and then once that bell rang he just turned into yeah. this machine yeah. right. For him to to be let go from the WWE yeah. because things weren't working out very well or creative didn't have enough for him or whatever, um, for him to go and and to go to Japan and to go to these different companies and to yeah. really hone his craft and become who he wants to be yeah. or who he should have been the the entire time, right? And 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 again, same thing. Like he he was with CM Punk and Serena mm-hmm. Deeb in um. Yep uh the straight edge society as well right which i don't think that vince really knew or caught on to that either no right so these different characters and stuff that he played in the wwe that worked but didn't work he's now gone been able to make really a name for himself as luke gallows and because of what he did on his own not because of what wwe did but because of what he did on his own wwe contacted them and are like we want you Mm -hmm. right without even Vince realizing or remembering who he was. Probably. Right? Yeah. So it, it, it yeah. just, it, it goes to show you that, you know, WWE is not the be-all, end-all. No. And that you can really make a name for yourself mm-hmm. in whether it's Ring of Honor, whether it's not so much Impact or Global Force right now, because things are kind of slumpish with that. New Japan. But New Japan, uh, AAA, mm-hmm. you know, different promotions like this, you can really make a name for right. yourself.
0: You know, to go from, you know, being that Festus character, which almost felt like, yeah, you know, maybe this you might not agree. with The spin almost felt like like you like combined with like you, the Eugene character with like Snitsky or something. Like it, it felt like like almost like a combination of those two kind of characters. Yeah, you know, minus the uh, baby punting.
1: Yes, which will uh, forever <laughs> live on as one of
0: those infamous bits in WWE. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, like you said, uh, you know, very fair, uh, very accurate statement there. That uh, you know, Mr. Coy Rhodes, uh, Mr. Kenny Omega, uh, you know, some of those guys, you know, can definitely vouch. Uh, the fact that uh, WWE is not the uh, make or break or end all for when it comes to professional wrestling. You can still make a name for yourself and do very well in this business without being part of the Fed, as some people like to refer to. WWE. You
1: definitely can. Now, I, I I can't remember exactly who it was that the interview was being done with. I, I want to say that it was Cody, mm. um, Cody Rhodes, that the interview was being done with. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of been brought to light that people in... You know, Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro and stuff like that. Uh, these these smaller uh, areas and territories or companies, whatever you want to call them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: are making six figure salaries yep. or not salaries, but but like paychecks a year from these independent promotions. And I I really hate using like the words indie wrestling anymore because. Mm. Honestly, I don't think that there really is any indie wrestling. Wrestling is wrestling. No matter if it's the WWE, New Japan, anything like that, even even smaller companies like the, uh, the one that was here, CWE, Canadian mm-hmm. Wrestling Elite, right? Like, I, I have a hard time myself really referring to them as indie anymore because they really aren't. I mean, they're wrestling promotions that are out there. Um, some of them just aren't as big as others.
0: A good way that I could kind of describe it to you, people. Uh, you know, before we uh, became a podcast, you know, we would do a show for online radio, and we were very blessed and very lucky to interview some names like, a, like a like our friend Jazzy Gabbert, like Jeff Jarrett. And the result of that, you know, we've actually gotten to, you know, build some relationships and acquaintances with some of these people, and you know, and especially through social media, and you become friends, uh, so to speak. Uh, you know, on that, and you get to see like the, the friends of friends thing yeah. and you get to see you know that that people people like uh you know bushwhacker luke like uh like jazzy like uh, teddy long you know and and then some other you know independent uh you know like uh like danny doug and these guys a lot of these people run in the same circles with each other like you see you know you you yeah. accept a friend request on facebook i mean you see the mutual friends and you go oh my goodness yeah the it's it's a very large community where it's a. Uh, but it's very, very large, but it seems like it's very kind of a small world at the same time, if that makes any sense.
1: Uh, for me, I mean, it definitely makes sense because, you know, I'm kind of, I'm in there and I know and I, yeah. I work with it, right? Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's just, it's almost like it's a whole other uh, community of people or like a whole other family of yep. people. I mean, let me, t- I'm, I'm just on my Facebook right now, taking a look at some different things here. Um, and I just looked up Danny Duggan. Um, I'm not going to say who is his, his real name because nobody nope. needs to know, nope. but I, I, have looked him up here and mutual friends that I have with him are, um, some independent people from here. Yep. Um, Gene um Stacy Stewart. Uh, you know I'm I friends with Stacy, um, Renee Paquette or Renee yep. Young, yep. Um, Noel Harlow uh, Lagrasso. Who, mm-hmm. uh, if people remember back a few year or not uh, not a few years ago, but years ago, uh, Big Vito, mm-hmm. um, Vito and Noel are now married, mm-hmm. right? and I'm friends with Noel, Savannah Summers, um you know, yeah. an, another independent wrestler, yeah. uh Jimmy Fiore, um uh, an independent wrestler here, Scott Damore,
0: Yep.
1: Right? Like and th- those are just a few of the names that we have as mutual friends on Facebook. Yep. So it's almost like it's 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 just this amazing community of people who really gather and, and rally around each other right mm-hmm. like i'm taking a look now at um noelle's and like noelle uh, lagrasso yep. and i have 12 mutual friends with her like her and i have the same mutual friends and i mean they're, they're kind of a few of them are, are are the same as what we've got with with danny duggan right yep. but then there's included veda scott uh janella marie uh glenn phoenix um joseph nelson mm-hmm. right like i mean it, you you can really become friends with one person and then become friends with more people and really be able to grow a big community of people around all of this, right? Yep. So, and I mean I know that like these names that I'm throwing out there aren't huge names, like they're not John Cena's and they're not Randy Orton's and you know stuff like that. But to for for the independent to to really have a community of people that are are together as independent either workers or promoters or, or podcasters or stuff like that it's really it, it amazes me that social media has really come this far that we can all kind of be together without being together
0: yeah and a good example like for my personal one yeah we'll go into mine uh, let's uh go with mr teddy long yes i i I'm, it's not just a I, I like his page or anything like that i'm actually friends with mr teddy long on facebook yeah i've actually spoken to him on the phone and um, so that's just me bragging a little. Few bit.
1: Few times, <laughs> few times we've but, talked uh, with him.
0: Yeah. Yes, and uh, and, you, and you look at, at my mutual friends with him. We have our friend uh, Austin Wood, who mm. uh, you know runs uh, actually two podcasts himself. Yep. And then uh, we have Gabe and Priscilla Tuft. Uh, yes. Now, if you don't know who Gabe is, uh, that would be Mister Tyler Rex, if you uh, would remember from uh, um, WWE, and Mister uh, Heidenreich. Year, oh yes, you know. So you see, friends of friends of friends, how things you can, uh, you know, those different degrees of separation, or you could probably tie those to other people that are uh, in the business as well. So it, it, like I said, it is a really big community, but still feels like a small world. It's a small world after all. Oh yeah, I <laughs> used that line right. So, and I think it really does bow true.
1: So it definitely does. So, <laughs> and for myself, I am happy to be part of that community.
0: It is very, very cool to be a part of it. Now, being part of something here. Now, this kind of happened. Yeah, this man became uh, part of an, a pretty elite group. Kind of kind of below the radar that this kind of happened. And we're talking about Mr. Dean
1: Ambrose. Did he leave the WWE and join the elite of the Bullet Club? <laughs> he did not. Oh. But
0: he became part of a of a, a relatively small group. Uh, somebody to hold every title. Wow. So he has been WWE champion, he has been Intercontinental champion, he has been United States champion, and now he has been a tag team champion. So that is the uh, the grand they call it the Grand Slam
1: yep. of titles.
0: So part of uh, a pretty illustrious uh, group, there, I would say. So not too many that I can see if they've accomplished that.
1: No, I it think kind of, it, you know, and there are a few big names in there, like Bret Hart, I believe, is in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking Sean Michaels as part of that, yep. right? And this is going back to to days when they included like the European title and mm-hmm. stuff like that in the Grand Slam. Um, but yeah, like that's a very illustrious group to be a part of. Yep.
0: Now, whether you're a fan or, or not, uh, I'd say a pretty cool uh, accomplishment. Uh, personally, I'm a fan. I think he's a good worker. The character, it, it really is subjective, person to person. It is. Right? So, you know, they're doing some uh, cool stuff right now. I like that uh, they've taken him and Seth and kind of a tag team thing, uh, kind of taking them out of their element a little bit, uh, you know, and... Yep. Um, you know, we'll see if good things come from that. You know, kind of mixing it up a little bit. I like that. I, I would like to actually see more of that. Uh, some of these guys taking out of their comfort zone and throw into situations, and, and we'll and kind of see what happens. You know, it, it may end up falling flat, or who you know, who's you might end up with gold.
1: Honestly, the WWE universe, just from the reactions that we heard, were very much so happy mm-hmm. when um, two of them came finally came together. Uh, winning the tag belts, stuff like that. The WWE Universe was very happy with it. So I think we can really see it become something big.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, kind of didn't happen like we had uh, kind of predicted, but uh, similar to it. um, Somebody who you're very uh, much, very fond of and very much a fan of didn't make his main roster debut at pay-per-view, but on the following SmackDown... Sure did.
1: Oh, yes. And it was... Glorious. Yes.
0: And once again, if you don't know who that is by that, well, you just really aren't a fan of the show or professional wrestling because that, of course, is Mr. Bobby Roode.
1: Yeah. Very, 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 <laughs> very, very, very happy about that happening. Um, happy about the brand choice? Sure, why not? Yeah. Right now, honestly, SmackDown is the elite. SmackDown is the show.
0: What a switch! Because you know, going say even two years back, mm-hmm. you know, we were saying you know easily that you know Raw was the main show when SmackDown was the throwaway show. Yes, it it really does feel like it's done. I won't say a complete one eighty or a complete uh, flip flop. You know, because Raw still you know the the where they they put the majority of their energy behind, but it does feel like. And it was just maybe they're just being a little more efficient, or they just feel more kind of efficient over on the SmackDown side.
1: And I think a a, a really big reason for that is a few different reasons. One, RAW still is a three-hour show, and it seems to to just be a long show, right? Um, Whereas SmackDown is two hours, and SmackDown almost feels more like. An independent show, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, just on a bigger level. Yep. So they really put the focus on the professional wrestling and the entertainment that's being done, as opposed to backstage segments and you know cutaway to this and cutaway to that and mm-hmm. talk this and talk that. Right? They they they've really put uh, more of a focus on the entertainment of it inside of the ring.
0: Mm-hmm. It definitely, uh, I, w- I would definitely agree, you know, to, to the most part. Uh, I would say even more so in XT. You see much more of a focus on the uh, the in ring uh, oh, stuff yeah. as opposed to the storyline stuff. There's still some of it there, but, you know, with them, they only have an hour to work with. So, you know, there's not, not much time for fuss in there. Nope. You know, and uh, so to speak, uh, but, uh, you know, more of a focus just on, um, you know, developing up and coming talent or whether they've been in the business for a long time or not. You know, really interesting mix down there in XT. You have guys like Eric Young who have been around for, you know, for a significant amount of time. And then you have guys like, you know, Valentine Dream and whatnot that are still relatively new or, yep. you know, very, very new. So um, really interesting mix there. And I think it makes for some interesting, not only some interesting matchups, you know, but opportunities for, you know, these young guys to learn from people like Eric Young, from Bobby Roode. Yeah. From... Um,
1: now, Drew we're looking, yeah, Drew McIntyre and right, so. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly and Adam exactly. Cole, right? Other guys that have been in the industry for mm-hmm. years.
0: And you have to wonder, too, that, uh, you know, in uh, the people running uh, the powers that be, you know, not only bringing these guys in because they know that they can work and put on, you know, good matches and shows and whatnot, but to really kind of help develop some of the much more greener talent. Yeah. So you got to wonder, like, how, how much is what there? So Yeah. I'd be, it'd be love to be a fly on the wall at the Performance Center. <laughs> I would, to too. see kind of really what kind of goes on there. I mean, we've gotten a little glimpses at it when they did, like, Breaking Ground and stuff like that. Yep. You know, getting a chance to see, you know, how involved like people like uh, William Regal are, you know, in developing um, talent, especially when it comes to just the persona, you know, the, the character and, you know, the, the mic work and that kind of stuff. So, you know. If you're somebody that's looking at uh, becoming a professional wrestler, there's more to it than just, you know, being able to work in the ring. You oh, have yeah. to have that, that complete package, which we've talked about. So, And they really, I've uh, really done some cool things with that performance there, i got to say. It's, um, you know, I would say it's kind of revolutionized, at least, you know, the WWE side of things.
1: Yes, it definitely has.
0: So, interesting how that's kind of happened. And I, I never would have really called that happening, to be honest with you. right? As strange as uh, WWE kind of operates, they do some cool stuff at the same time. It's yeah. it's a company that we love to hate is almost kind of the the good way to put it. So. <laughs>
1: it's it's very true. Now, very very now, true.
0: Now speaking of somebody who has a lot of experience, uh, this is of course uh, you know, the main kind of thing that's showing up on uh, at least on WWE's website is uh, Jeff Hardy is going to uh, get a shot at uh, the Intercontinental Title with Miz.
1: Yes. Now, we do have to say that we are recording this as Raw is happening right now. Yes. So, this is actually breaking news that's coming out of the mm-hmm. WWE right now.
0: Yeah. So, um, if you haven't watched Raw, I would say maybe wait until after the, uh, you watch it before maybe watching some of the episode here. So, in case you uh, don't want to be spoiled. But, uh, interesting matchup there with uh, Hardy and Miz, I got to say.
1: it. You know what? It, it really, yeah. really is. Um, for those that 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 are kind of wondering um this was a battle royal that actually happened mm. um that Jeff Hardy went in and uh won to gain that opportunity to be able to uh take on the miz um at the next uh WWE Raw pay-per-view which i believe is going to be no mercy yes. um so very cool news, but very kind of what? Mm-hmm. he's come back as tag team with you know his brother um uh, matt hardy and and to now have him going in singles competition for a singles title.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: kind of makes me wonder why and what's really going to happen, I guess, with the whole woken um thing right considering you know matt hardy did the whole broken gimmick Mm -hmm. um and they kind of started showing a little bit of their own spin on it called woken yes clever by the way (laughs) and now it almost seems as though it's it's done if they've got jeff hardy doing singles
0: maybe they'll be setting up some kind of feud between the two of them
1: so as, as we kind of know
0: historically, you know, yes, they do have very good matches too uh, together as a team. You know, against each other, uh, some pretty good stuff too. So true, right? So time will tell uh, when it comes to that uh, what they do. I think an interesting matchup with him and Miz, uh, and I think Miz still gets kind of overlooked. You know, because I, I think when it comes to guys that like, like can work in the ring, you know, the character. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, you you either... You respect it or you you just... You think it's total garbage. True. But you can't deny, you know, that the guy is is putting the time and coming out of, you know, just being a regular schmo to, you know, being somebody who... Still gets pushed uh, in the company. You know, there yeah. are guys that are arguably better uh, than him. You know, again, that's pretty subjective. But yet Miz still goes about his business. Yeah. Uh, as he talked about in that uh, shoot promo that he did against uh, Daniel Bryan, you know, stays healthy
1: day in and day out.
0: Yes. You know, say what you will about his style and everything, but he has longevity in this business.
1: Never misses a show. and Never misses, a, show, never misses yeah. a beat. Like, he's always there, right always too. doing what needs to be done for the WWE universe.
0: Now we're getting kind of close to it to wrapping up here. We have about uh, 10 minutes or so before we end up with our international music, uh, uh, tune for the week. Uh, something that I don't know if you have seen, but, uh, this is a, uh, uh, a clip that we'll play here. It's actually a promo done by somebody who you're a big fan of. I don't know if you've seen this yet.
1: Oh, I definitely have. I saw this when it first originally aired. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I loved what they have done with this. Mm-hmm. And, um, can I elaborate just a little bit for, for everybody? Absolutely. Um, this is actually a promo that has been done um, by the WWE for their new pay-per-view, or not new pay-per-view, but their next upcoming pay-per-view, No Mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really going to say who or go into really very much of it, but just know that this is for their next pay-per-view, No Mercy. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, let's listen.
0: Yeah, I want to make sure that I pick the right one first of all.
1: Um I would take the the top one. That's I th- think so. We'll go with that. So here we go.
2: Ready. Okay. N O M E R C Y. Slamming down.
1: Any questions? <laughs> so there you go. And hit cancel super quick.
0: Yeah, YouTube can screw off with its own play. <laughs> oh so for,
1: for me, honestly, seeing that, I am... It... It's weird. Mm-hmm. Not just because it... it for those who 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 maybe didn't get it from that that's uh you know my favorite right now uh female star alexa Mm -hmm. bliss um it almost makes me emotional because i've always been kind of that that person who really likes the kind of darker style like the jake the snake roberts and the bray wyatt and, and stuff like that now to really have like this almost cheerleader type of thing. And if you go and take a look at the, at the video, you can search it out on YouTube. No mercy, 2017 promo. Mm -hmm. Um, They show Alexa bliss standing in the center. And then beside her, they've kind of taken her and superimposed her several different times. And that clapping that you heard was actually the superimposed uh, people that are there, but they're wearing masks. One of them is is a full face mask that, that that's white and says no across the top yep. um, and has red down at the bottom. And then the the next uh, mask after that uh, is white and, and and it almost has the a feel of um, the makeup that that Alexa Bliss would wear. Mm. Um, kind of creepy. But very satisfying at the same time, I, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I would say,
0: you know, a big influence uh, on that character is the Harley Quinn
1: uh, from, uh,
0: you know, the the Batman universe. Yes. Definitely a heavy influence when it comes to, to her character. And, uh, you know, props to her. She makes it work.
1: She definitely does. And, I mean, it... it she's a fan of superheroes, fan of comics, yep. fan of stuff like that. So I mean some of the different pay-per-views that she's been at, she is actually worn an outfit that kind of kind of resembles like um Iron Man, right? Mm-hmm. She did almost like a like a Supergirl or a Super Superwoman. Um you know, just different things like that that she kind of incorporates in, but this Harley Quinn one just really seemed to work and stick and resonate with people. So yeah.
0: Um, now, I think to to kind of finish things off here, we'll talk briefly about uh, I believe one of the matches that uh, they're playing a, and doing kind of like a what they're calling like a big kind of uh, match, and is that they're planning on doing a uh, Roman Reigns versus John Cena for the next pay per view for the uh, the Raw side of things. Yes. Um, what do you think of that matchup? For me, it's the timing of it feels a little
1: odd, and I don't I, I have kind of mixed feelings about it. I have many questions, Mm -hmm. but I will just bring it down to one question. Why? Why? There's not a whole lot of context there. No, there is no context to that really at all. Like We're we're, we're seeing Braun Strowman now come off of a fatal four-way match uh, for the Universal Championship title Mm -hmm. um, at SummerSlam to just automatically into something with John Cena, who's now come back to Raw. Strange. It's very, very strange the workings yeah. behind that.
0: I will say, you know, you can make the argument that that's similar to with Rome Reigns as well. But it feels like a lot of those matches with Cena kind of feel that way. It just it feels like they they just pick people for them and then they they try and do something with not a whole lot of lead up or context to it, and it just it, it leaves you know I would say you know especially you know experienced and educated fans and uh, whatnot like us kind of going hmm. You no, know, I, I could see myself getting behind stuff. So I just knew kind of more of what was going on, or if there was anything leading up to it, or, or you know, something explaining why this is happening, or you
1: know, or whatnot.
0: So yeah,
1: was, I mean, th- there really has to be some sort of build-up for this, that's and there really was nothing. Yeah.
0: So remains to see, be seen if uh, something like that. Uh, you know, could be good. You know, sometimes they, you know, when we throw stuff together, it, it, it can be good. Like for example, on uh, on uh, the most recent uh, episode of NXT, uh, they did a, a match with uh, uh, Trent Seven and uh, Tyler Bate against um, Pete Dunne, the current uh, UK uh, title holder, and uh, um, Trent Seven, Trent Seven, and, Mustache Mountain. Uh, uh, so that was him and Tyler Bate against Pete Dunne and uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? Help me out. I just told you. No, Trent Seven teamed with Tyler Bate and then P Dunn. It was a tag team tag team match on NXT. Yeah. Yeah. And then P Dunn's partner was.
1: Oh, but I, 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 yeah, I'm even at a loss right now. I'm
0: I'm drawing a blank too.
1: (laughs) I was gonna go somewhere with that. Oh, I can't think of the it's one of those ones where it's like on the tip of
0: my tongue and I just can't spit it out.
1: Yeah. Um scroll. Yeah. No, other way.
0: I don't know if it's uh, Right there. there They don't really, they don't really show that it's the one guy that they don't So show. if
1: you click on that Maybe
0: it'll show something. Maybe it'll show
1: something. It probably won't show something, but you'll have to do a little bit of reading.
0: Um we can watch highlights. Tell uh, me. It's in, in the air there.
1: I can't think of his name. Me either, to be oh, honest with you, right now. But,
0: anyways, uh, that, that, that's something that, got, that can, can be thrown together and uh, can work because they put on a great match. So, if you uh, subscribe to the WWE, never go and check that match out. And um, let us know who that fourth guy was. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think it's like I thought of everybody except
1: him. Well, feel we, like I'm we'd be able something. to find out, but Big Joe just decides that he doesn't want to really click on things. I mean, yeah. like, the you do have a button there that says View Photos, view and photos. Uh, within the photos, normally they kind of give Sometimes. a little bit of a description of who and what and I to find out who this is stuff like Wolfgang. that. Wolfgang! Right? So, oh, yes, yes. Wolfgang. Wow. See? Told I, you all you had to do was click. Can't believe I forgot who that was.
0: I apologize, sir, if you listen to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> but before we uh, do uh, wrap up with... Uh, Music, we will just kind of hint a little bit at something. We can't, you know, say specifically what's going on, but uh something very cool happening surrounding
2: the yeah, DRK podcast.
1: um I'm I'm going to actually pull up and, and just kind of read to you what we have put onto our Facebook page because mm-hmm. um if you are not part of our Facebook page, you really need to be. Yes. Uh, because different stuff like this we, we put onto the Facebook page and you can find it by uh, searching J&K Podcast, or you can do facebook.com uh, slash jkpodcasts um, on Facebook, and it'll it'll bring you to our, our J&K Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just grabbing it here super quick. So what I put onto Facebook here for us was, Hey, fans and followers, we have something exciting to share with you. Full details are are going to come out at a later time, But we are excited to announce that we have partnered with a new, up-and-coming, and and one of the hottest new brands around. We are working out the final details right now, uh, but this is very exciting for us, and we hope that you can all get excited with us too. As previously mentioned, Mm -hmm. more details are coming very soon. And thank you for your support from Big Joe and myself, Carl Carafell. So, this is something that um, I kind of took the initiative for and decided to um, go out and pursue something. Um, so, th- this new brand's out there. Um, I've pretty much got everything finalized with them now. Yep. Uh, We have a little bit of time before we can really reveal fully everything to you. But we can let you know uh, that this is something that is really good for us, really big for us, very exciting for us. Absolutely. And we will have something that we are able to give back to you guys Mm -hmm. in collaboration with this other thing that's happening. So. Stay tuned for that. Um, hopefully within a week's time, we should have full confirmation of this going down and actually happening. And when that happens, we will be putting it out onto Facebook and that will be the first place to know. There
0: you go. I uh, couldn't put it better myself. So to end things Damn off, right you <laughs> as, we, uh, <laughs> as we usually do here, uh, and recently we've been... Uh, Exploring some international music, and mainly uh, bands or uh, you know people in bands that you didn't necessarily know that were kind of international. And by that I mean you know not necessarily from you know the North America region, anyways because we're Canadians, So I'm I'm incorporating Canada and the U.S. Yep. And of bands and people that you didn't necessarily know that were from different parts of the world. Yes. This week, uh, one that, uh, again, should be pretty surprising to most out there. Uh, this guy kind of, this band, uh, I've had the opportunity to see these guys and they put on an excellent show and I believe they still tour around as a band. And um, I'm talking about Mr. Dave Matthews and the Dave Matthews Band. Wow. Now, again, somebody that uh, you're thinking, he must be from North America. He is not. Now, I can't speak for everybody else in the band, but we do know that he is not from either Canada or the US. He is actually from South Africa.
1: Really? Yes. So
0: interesting there. And there's definitely, if you listen to a lot of their music, there's definitely an influence from that part of the world into his music because it really is a fusion of like jazz and rock and you know, some other genres. They uh, they really mix it up into their music and makes for
1: some interesting stuff. From South Africa. From South Africa. Since when? That's where he was born. Since when? <laughs> Since when? <laughs> Since he has been alive. That's pretty cool. That I was yeah. not aware of. So pretty neat
0: stuff there. So we will, of course, <coughs> end with a Dave Matthews Band song. So here we go. The song is called Shake Me Like a Monkey. Enjoy. We'll see you guys next time.
1: Ciao.
2: in the same.